Hey, what is up, everybody, and welcome to the Get Your Bell Rung Football Podcast. He is Kevin Reynolds, I am Bobby Wall, and we are here to talk all things football and hit you with some takes that might rattle you up a bit. On tonight's show, we are going to discuss the week that was uh, 17 in the NFL season. We're going to talk about some terrible, terrible refing calls uh, that decided a game, man, an entire game. We're going to talk about, um, I got a little Russell Wilson talk. See what you think about maybe some possible teams, because he is not going to be a Denver Bronco next year. Uh, We'll look at the playoff landscape as it stands. Uh, But first, Mr. Kevin, Happy New Year, and how are you doing? Right back at you, Slick. Oh, I'm doing all right. Very cold here. I noticed your hay at the beginning of the show is excessively long. Tell us how many alcoholic beverages you've had today. Adult beverages. I, my apologies. Uh, I don't. I don't talk about that. You don't That's kiss and tell. Discussion. I don't kiss well, and tell. We could, just, we could, could just be zero. Hay and make our own judgments from that. Could be zero, Kevin. I, I will say I'm enjoying watching the. Um, this is Monday night, so the. Michigan Wolverines just took down the Alabama Crimson Tide 27 to 20 in the first round of the college football playoffs. I'm going to be watching this game. Both of us will be uh, the next one, actually, the uh, Washington Texas game uh, during the show. So this should be fun. I just watched third and fourth down. They were the two and only two college football <laughs> days I've watched this entire year. Yeah, I haven't seen many, um, but uh, I'll watch this, I guess. You, how do you feel about New Year's resolutions? Where do you stand on that? I think they're stupid and useless. Why? If it's something you really want to change and make an effort at, why do you need to wait till the calendar changes over? That's stupid. That just doesn't make any sense. Dude, if you're not going to do something on April 12th, why are you going to do it yeah, you're not. on January 1st? Because you're not. You might make it a week. You might make it a month. Hey, you might do a really good job. You might make it three months. It's not going to be a lifestyle change. Now, there's one caveat to this. Some people need a starting line. They need someone else to draw them a starting line. But that's such a small fraction of people. And for those people, they woke up on January 1st today, and they went and they ran a mile because they want to do a mile every day. Good for you. That's what you needed. But that percentage of the population is so small. I'm with you a thousand percent. I, I did. I'm not a runner by any means. During COVID, I had nothing else to do. I need, I'm need. i a goal-oriented person. I needed a goal. I said, you know what? I'm, I'm going to run a thousand miles in a year. Why not? You know what the date was when I started? July 8th. I woke up July 8th and I thought, you know what? July 8th next year, I'm going to have a 1,000 miles under my belt. Dates shouldn't matter, my friend. We You're very New passionate Year's about this. So I, I don't know if you've yeah. had a traumatic New Year's resolution okay. in your past or well, what's <laughs> happened. But, boy, you're talking about this like you talk about the Eagles' defense. So so something – there must be some PTSD-related type uh, instance. We don't need to get into it here, but – Lordy boy, I, I just sat back. I was like, I'm going to let him talk because I, I don't really know where to chime in on this. I appreciate it, Kevin. Sometimes I just, you just got to let me go, man. Sometimes you just got to let me go. There's nothing wrong with a rant now and again. You you do it to me. You Of course, you set me up for my rants. You set yourself up for your own <laughs> rants. 
Oh, man, I'm just softball tossing everybody over here. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, speaking of a rant, I got a phone call from my dad yesterday, and he went on a rant about the Lions game. My father. Yeah. What trash. Not a huge football fan. Uh, never has been. But I played football, so he was, you know, a fan of the game because I played it. He has not watched a game, a, a single NFL game, since Colin Kaepernick took a knee. Whenever that was, he yeah. decided NFL's not for me. He called me yesterday, absolutely ticked about the Lions Cowboys game and how that ended. And by now, all of us know there was confusion with uh, one of the offensive linemen for the Lions went on a two point conversion to win the game. Uh, they wanted to be tackle eligible, so they checked in with the referee, told him, Hey, I'm tackle eligible, which you have to do. The ref then goes tell the defense, hey, number 68 is tackle eligible, blah, blah, blah. They run the play. They throw it to 68. It's a converted two-point conversion. Lions are up. And there's a penalty because the ref says, nope, number 70 reported to me. And Kevin just wasn't the face. 68 reported. The referee didn't look at the jersey number. That is 99% proven that that's what happened by all parties involved. And it's such a shame or such an important game to end that way. So I'm 100% on you. That referee, that whole crew suck. They've had more trouble than every other crew all season long. They, they've made now at least three calls that have actually determined the outcome of a game. That said. Detroit has pretty much come out now and, and admitted there was a little chicanery here. They had 70, who's reported for numerous, numerous times this year. You've read this, yep. right? Walk towards the ref so that they would notice him because they would have seen in film that he's been eligible a number of times this year. So then you have 68 and another dude walk up sort of around the same time. And also, and they actually reported 70 didn't. So, there was some chicanery to try to confuse Dallas. But what happened is they confused the idiot, moronic referee. I Like Florio's on there today trying to put the freaking blame on Detroit. No. They told them before the, the game, as they do, trick plays. They always talk, not to the head referee, but to some of the other judges, umpires. What's coming? This is what we're going to do. They told them about this play. It is not their job then to – they did what they had to do. They just made it look a little weird. Right. These uh, these referees get paid enormous amounts of money and they have this responsibility 16 times a week to make these very important calls. And this idiot just can't seem to do it week after week. It's his job to make sure he gets it right. And if he's not sure, he needs to go back and ask them. And then there's a little bit on Detroit, too, when they announced that 70s eligible. Did nobody ever there hear it? You've got 150 people on the sideline. Nobody heard that they announced the wrong number. So there's a little bit on Detroit here, too. But 99% of this is on those moronic referees who suck, are getting downgraded. And thank God Goodell's not going to let them referee a single down of the playoffs. Because this this is huge. Oh, it's We're talking the Eagles still being having a better chance of winning the division. We're talking about the Lions having the number two seed sewn up. Or and a possibility at the number one seed if yes, San Francisco they would have. 
You're right. right. San Francisco would have had something to play for this week. So then all of a sudden CMC might have to play. So right. many things were just completely screwed. You play the, this whole season and then these idiots butcher it. the whole thing. And the NFL's coming out as though, well, Detroit shouldn't have tried to be tricky and none of this would have happened. Like, they literally are defending the rest for sucking. So here's most of the, the you know, radio, TV pundits, all the people that talk. I pay very little attention to them. Except for occasionally, I'll listen to the folks that played the game, that have been on the field, because they have insights that we don't have. I, I've been following this game for a long time, Kevin, and I learned something on a video I watched today of Rex Ryan. And he was saying that as a coach, and I did not know this, before the game, you have a sit-down meeting with the refs. Yeah. Which is the Lions the right, to tell them. Dan Campbell plays. says – they literally draw the play up for the ref yep. and say, when we do this play, blah, blah, blah. But one caveat there, the head referee is not at the meeting. I read it today on two different places. The head referee is not there. Two or three of the others are there because the head referee has a million other things he's in charge of on game day, including being out on the field when everything else is happening, that the head referee is not at the meeting discussing trick plays. First off, he should be second off. Uh, that's even, just an NFL rule. It's not he just chose not to. He's even not. still. Why do why after that play? How about another ref go up and be like, "Look, man, are you a hundred percent sure it was 70? Because hundred percent on board with you there. Yes. And even if it regardless of the trick play meeting or not, he should get it right. Agreed. The guy walks up to you with a sixty-eight. He goes like this all over it to draw attention to the number, and you still announce seventy. Who already walked away from you? It's right there, video evidence for us all to see. Unreal, man. And what a great play. I mean, they drew that up so oh. nice. Now, that said, maybe I'm the reason not a... he was so open is because they didn't call 68 maybe. eligible. So they figured, well, we don't have to. Right. And I'm not a big, I'm not a firm believer in plays and stuff like that in situations such as what we saw. Like, do your thing, man. Either, go to oh, overtime, wouldn't have been a bad thing there. The Lions have played pretty yeah, once, well. Once they moved back five yards, that was stupid. You kick it. Yeah, I don't know why you didn't kick it after that. Right. Um, and, and just so everybody knows, everybody, anybody that listens knows that we have this little man crush on the Lions. Um, As is most of America. that said, Dallas is my second favorite team. I root for Dallas against everybody except the Rams because they were my dad's pride and joy in the world. Right. So we root for them. My dad, of course, no longer with us. We root for them anyway. So – Coming from a guy who's actually glad they won, I don't like how they won. I don't like the referees. It's one thing if they just miss a P.I. call. It's one thing if they miss that trip earlier in that series, blah, blah, blah. But when you blatantly don't know the freaking rules and you can't pay attention to a guy reporting, why are you being paid? Why are you even out there? Send my mom out there. She can forget just as easy. It's just stupid. And the NFL will do nothing to go back in and say, uh, it looks like if we look at here on uh, the tape, he actually did report because you they and people say that like why can't you just change the outcome? Well, you can't because sixty eight maybe was only wide open because right. they didn't announce it. So why am I going to cover this guy who's not even eligible? Right. And how much time was left? Wasn't there? There was a few seconds left. Oh yeah, the game. This this was the straight up win. Yeah, it was two pointer. You pretty much have won. You kick it off. They'll have one. But that's it. See, but see, that's it. There was t- if there was zero time left, 
they would never do it, but maybe you could just flip the flip the win loss thing. It but would never happen because the, the play would have been different because Dallas right. would have covered him Agreed. if he had been announced eligible. Agreed, but it's even worse that there's time left. There yeah, has I to mean, be. It was only like offense. twelve seconds or something like that. This was Still. it was Stanford yeah. band type area. Sure. Yeah, and hey, guess guess what? You just called it Stanford yeah. band because it happened. It just shouldn't have happened. And oh, then the oh, NFL man. downgraded them anyway. But that they've even sort of though sort of stood behind them. Draw a line somewhere, Roger Goodell. I get so tired of his on the fence yeah. crap. I know, I know. Um, all right, let's move on. We're before we get too fired up here. Uh Russell Wilson, man, not gonna be a Denver Bronco. Rude. Did him did him dirty. It shades hey. uh, to me just for you. I know you're gonna paint yeah. this whole picture here, but to me, the first thing when I read this and saw this, I thought of Eli Manning, who I adore now, but I couldn't stand as a player because of his child faces, like his petulant child and the serial aisle faces. When which who was the Giants coach that did him dirty his retirement uh, year and benched him? Joe Judge. Yeah. Joe Judge. And got so much crap for it. It was yeah. I felt bad for him. Like, really, a Hall of Fame guy, and this is how you're gonna do him at the end. I know. Russ has played great. All no. Great is a strong. He's Good played enough. well. It's not yes. his fault. And but lay lay the landscape for us here, friend. Sorry, I wasn't going to go too into <clears throat> it, but basically you should because this would this has big ramifications for the future if a team can essentially threaten you. Yeah, Sean Payton and the Denver Broncos. Contract. That's not that's not how the CBA is supposed to work. Right. A week two two weeks ago three weeks ago. Um, game ends, Denver Broncos go up to Russ and they say, Hey, here's the deal. You have an injury clause in your in your contract where if you get hurt, you are guaranteed money. If you waive that clause and we don't have to pay you if you get hurt, you can play for the rest of the year. If you don't waive that clause, we're gonna bench you so that you don't get hurt and we don't have to pay you that. And so Russ is like, No, oh, uh, what? I want my money. Uh, and so he's going to the bench. And the NFLPA, I'm sure, is not very happy about this. Um, who was it? Just Jared so, Stidham came just, in and played. He did. Just so we paint a very clear picture. This happened. Originally, it seemed it sounded like it was two weeks ago. It was seven weeks ago. Seven? It was directly the evening right after the Chiefs game that they beat the Chiefs. To finally come back, they're like a game or two out of it. They beat the Chiefs, their arch rival, and after the game, he was contacted, him and his agent, with this threat. It's all come Dude, out today of still... what really actually happened. I He's thought it was playing. two or three weeks ago. No, that's what they originally was said. It happened seven weeks ago. And that's part of this thing now about like him blowing up on Russ on the sideline. He just hates Russ, everything about him. Um, so this well, actually happened seven I... weeks ago. I definitely they just get that. now decide when they still had a chance, we're going to bench you. Wow. <laughs> uh, man, so the NFLPA is... threatened law you know, suits. Then this is completely against the CBA. You're not allowed to threaten. If you want to bench a guy, you can bench him all you want, but you can't threaten him to bench him unless he changes his contract. They needed to just bench him and not say a word. That's the thing. If they, that's fine. You, you, oh. There's nothing in the CBA. And his agent, others in the NFL, these so-called experts, again, have said there is nothing that can dictate who gets playing time. 
But what you can't do is threaten people to 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 sit them if they don't change their contract because that's not how it's supposed to work. So now they could file. Um, the whole thing's just a mess. It turns out Sean Payton's just okay. You don't like that word. It starts with a D, ends with a bag. Yep. Could you use your thesaurus.com formula on that one real quick? Just say he's a jerk. He's a jerk. So that doesn't really describe what he is. He's a jerky jerk. Jerk. He's a big jerk. Con Sarnet Dagnabbit jerk. That's right. He's just, he really is. It seems like everybody there just can't stand the guy. Uh I, I don't I don't understand this. It makes very little sense. I get the the financial, but they did him completely dirty. And uh, look, good for us because he's still going to get paid. Going to get they thirty nine million money. next year. Some other team's going to pay one and a half million of it, and they're going. The Broncos <laughs> will pay thirty seven and a half mil to a guy that's right. not on their team, so that Stidham can be their starter. Stidham, so, a guy who should be a third stringer on most teams. As of now, um. Atlanta is the house bet. Like that's who most folks are, you know, assuming he's going to go. Atlanta, and that you know, great spot. Where else would he go? I want to see him go to Vegas. It's dude. I wrote that one down. Yeah, I wrote that one down. In, in division, sure. stick it to him, and they might with Russ might be able to convince Devontae to stay. Yep. I mean, he's under contract, but this could get ugly with him. You could keep. You could keep Josh Jacobs too. If if Russ shows up, maybe yeah. that keeps Jacobs around. Um, Washington is a would obviously be a player. Uh, the only way the Jets would would be if Rodgers has some major setback, but I don't think see that happening. I mean, there's really a number of teams that, for the league minimum, half the teams in the league should be looking after him. The league minimum for Russ, I'll gladly take that shot, take that chance. Why not? You're not on the hook for the other money. What about Pittsburgh? <laughs> Kenny Pickett, who's your guy, right? You drafted him two years ago. He's being benched right now. He's not hurt. He's just flat out being benched he for sucks. Mason Rudolph. Um, you could. And if, if, you're if Russ, Rudolph keeps playing the way he is, man, it's hard to not give him a look. But you're right. That's a team. Mike Tomlin. Why, you got Mike not? Tomlin there. You got um, George Pickens and Deontay Johnson. You got a running game. It's a solid spot. Tampa Bay. Mike Evans, Chris Godwin. Yeah, but I, I, I know. I, I at this point I'd rather have Baker. Really? Yeah. Okay. The dude's the dude's been on it. He's uh. He's Baker's playing. gonna be he's more what, expensive. Six seven years younger. Baker they got to pay Baker four million. This he's making four million this year. Baker's gonna be more expensive next year than Russ is for the Buccaneers. <laughs> that's true. So if the financial thing that's something they'll have to think about. Yeah. Because wherever he goes, it's most likely going to be a one year deal. Or a multiple-year deal where they pay him the league minimum in year one, and then it balloons up to twenty-five million a year after that. Um, oh, more than that. It's going to be so. It'll be different. It, it'll be a a whole new thing for the NFL that a team is paying somebody that much freaking money to play for someone else. And this is why I love the off season so much. Oh yeah, it's fun. It's a chess game. No, see and see. That's the thing that during obviously you love the season because football is being played but there's stress involved in the off season it's nothing but good stuff there's only stress involved because of fantasy if we didn't care so much about fantasy and just watch the nfl we wouldn't be nearly as stressed out i still get upset when my eagles play terrible which obviously they did this past week getting good at that oh real good you ready to jump into these games oh um i was born ready buddy our boy joe flacco did it again 
Cleveland beat the Jets 37 to 20. His dream. Um, listen, we one of the best friends that the show has, John McGrogan, he posted, he goes, look, I got three quarterbacks in a super flex league, and one of them is Flacco against the Jets, and I think I have to bench him in my championship game. And you look at the matchup, and you're like, yeah, I, I think you do. Jets are number one against the pass. Number one. And once again, that's why fantasy's stupid. Because Joe Flacco goes out and throws for 300 yards and three touchdowns. Uh, or only 19 completions. It's just, it's so maddening. Um, as far as Jesco, Brees Hall is now number one in targets and number two in receiving yards Good. among running backs. Yeah, I'm so proud he, for him. So proud yeah, him. he's a certified first-round pick next year, do you think? He's a certified jerky jerk jerk. Brees Hall? Is it week 15? He got me 2.7 points. Oh, he had gotcha. that in the first 30 seconds of this game. Yes. And in the last yes, game. <laughs> yes, he's amazing. Doing that with um, nothing around him, no offense around him, and he's still doing that. Nothing around him. Uh, and then David Njoku on the other side of the ball there. In the last four weeks, he's been tight end two, tight end two, tight end three, tight end three. The problem is next year he's going to get drafted too high because he's doing all this nonsense, which is great. Um, but Joe Flacco is not going to be the quarterback. And people are going to draft him higher than he should go. The, honestly, this game was a letdown for him because he had uh, like four catches and 120 yards in the first freaking quarter. He ended up with six and one. Yeah, after that, he did almost nothing. But he had like 120 yards in the first freaking quarter. How about Jerome Ford with two receiving touchdowns? Yeah, impressive. One of them was – actually, they were both semi-long. What are they, they? going to do about Ford next year? Because Chubb's going to be coming back from an injury. Ford has, I think, more than proven his capability of being a lead back. Uh, I don't know. Just keep him as your number two? Wait, which is their number two? Jerome Ford. Well, after what Chubb's been through, I can't – I, I don't think anybody would, would would make the statement that he's even the number two at the beginning. He might be the number one for half the season until if Chubb even comes back at all. Because what he went in once, they repaired some stuff. I don't even know if have they even gone back in yet to do the ACL. I never really saw again. They were supposed to do it like four to six weeks later. So I assume they did. I'm sure they have. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, you you have how can you not keep him? Because he might be oh. your starter. He might be the potentially the best backup in the league. As weird as that is to Absolutely. say, the numbers are the numbers. He's a decent starter. I mean, what did he just get, 28 points? He, yeah. He's not a guy that you hear a lot about, but there's a, he's the best backup in the league, potentially. I know. Well, we already talked about the Dallas and Detroit game, um, 2019, the Cowboys, quote, won that one. It's to the point now where, Dak Prescott and CeeDee Lamb are the only two Cowboys you can trust uh, week in and week out. And CeeDee Lamb is currently the wide receiver one in all of fantasy football. He's surpassed Tyreek Hill. Mm, yeah, um, in my league, he's still number two. But oh, because you got bonuses and bonuses stuff, Bonuses right? for distance scores and such. Yeah. But and, it's very and, close. They're very like the same player, 1A, 1B. Now, we knew Detroit was going to have a good offense. But what if preseason I told you that Detroit was going to have, as it sits right now, the QB eight, 
the RB9, the RB14, the wide receiver three, and the tight end one. Sam Laporta, he is. best tight end in fantasy football. In our scoring format, he's uh, Kelsey's not even two. He's three now. Kittle's passed him at two. What an offense. It's I good. It. I wish Jared, if Jared Goff could have had one more touchdown than SOAF, which this is, I don't think this is considered cussing because his team it is. No, just say SOAF. That's is that's good enough. That's a team in your league. How's this? Poop on a frisbee. That's fine. But okay. Nah. Okay. Nah. I'm trying, I'm nah. trying to keep you happy. Um, poop on a frisbee. Um if he'd had one more freaking touchdown, he'd had enough points to move up to number 10 and be a holdout next year. But instead, he gets uh, to keep him for seven freaking dollars instead of having to up his salary to like 45. And next week doesn't matter? What's that? Next week doesn't matter? No, because since we don't use it in, in a, our standard regularly, 18 goes out the window. Yeah, makes sense. Frustrating. Uh, the Buffalo Bills... Had a surprisingly close game with the Patriots, uh, 27-21, but they did get the win. And outside of Josh Allen, there was nobody who was really fantasy relevant. Dalton Kincaid got to 10.7, but you didn't feel good about him going in. He's had a few down games lately. Uh, so not a whole lot to talk about here. Do you agree? Yeah, Bill's defense and Patriots special teams were big winners on the week. Yep, 100%. The Colts. Thankfully, got their boy Michael Pittman back. Can I ask and you even real though, quick, though, before yeah. we move on real quick, sorry. Yeah. What is going on with Stephon Diggs? Because I got him Dude. going here in week 18 because I have no choice. I've saved him all year for this week. What in the world is going on there? He has been, it's been, what, five weeks probably since he's had a decent game. The one thing I'll say is they gave him a carry this game. I mean, they, at least they're trying. but. They had a bye week in week 13, and then he said four point. Uh, you know what? Let's go back. He's only got double back digits to, once since week nine. Uh, right. I was just going to say week 10, under five. 11, under five. Week 12, 16 against the Eagles, but that's, you know, obvious. Yeah. And they had a bye, then 4.4, 6.8, 5.4, 5.1. I absolutely no idea. And it's like, well, he's not getting targets. He had 11 targets against the Chiefs and only had four catches for 24 yards. I don't know, man. Well, I hope that the trend uh, ends this week. I mean, I'm pretty much out of it there anyway, but I could maybe at least put some numbers together and get third. Make, maybe. A, little, make a little loot. Maybe. <coughs> um, the Colts, I told you they needed Michael Pittman if they had any chance of winning this game. And even though Pittman didn't have a good game, um, they were able to pull out the win. You got to have the Todd Jonathan Taylor, your best player on offense on the field. Um, and Jonathan Taylor had a really nice game, scored a touchdown for you. And then for the Raiders, welcome back Devontae Adams. Yeah, his second 30 point game of the year, but 13 for 126 and two. He had 21 targets, Kevin. 21. I don't know why you weren't doing this the whole year. Makes if you were the Raiders and you dropped it, he gets 21. He's going to average 20 targets a game in my offense if I'm running it. This is, is how it's going to go. It's oh, well, they were do- they were double teaming him. I don't care. They used to double team Calvin Johnson for the Lions. They would triple team Calvin Johnson for the Lions. Stafford would force him the ball. Yes, yeah, Stafford's throwing picks, but guess what? 
Calvin Johnson's coming down with a lot of them balls, man. He did. Yeah, it was great. Um, Aiden O'Connell, can I tell you a quick funny story? I would love it. People heard, of course, last week the the awfulness that Frogger had to go through when he got the screws put to him by Aiden O'Connell and I think the Niners defense. But this week he was so angry, even though there is a massive money difference between third and fourth place in my league of record. He played Aaron Rodgers as his starting quarterback because of how much he despises Aiden O'Connell. It was a, he played him in protest, and he still won. He beat Tune up by six points with zero. Aaron Rodgers, he hates Aiden O'Connell so much that he would throw away nearly a hundred dollars because of it. The worst part about that is because that happened, he thinks he's right. He thinks he oh, did yeah. the right thing. And so then it to add in, in, insult to injury, if Aiden O'Connell had scored seven points last week, Frogger would have won the league. Wow. Because he would have played him this week and he would have beat Bear Balls and UI for the league championship. Right. So, then, I mean, why do we do this stupid game? Nobody knows, Kevin, but here we are. And not only do we do it, but we do a podcast about it. So yes. it's fun. That's good times. And we play in multiple leagues so we can be extra angry. Does Antonio Pierce get the head coaching job for the Raiders? Uh, they are only like to say that that – that Davis has learned his lesson, but I I can't say that he has. Uh, let me just say it like this: He should get it. The players okay. will be happy. They're playing hard for him, even in the games they lose. He's a diehard Raider from the day he was freaking born. What well, What are you looking for? What do you expect that's going to be better? But the, well, the, Mark Davis loves to make terrible decisions. So I I, I 50, 50 maybe. And Davis's like a splash, right? Him, yeah, his dad. Like that. It's gotten but, to the point, though, him making a good decision is a splash in and of itself. Because... Yeah, You've got a point there. You've got a point. I <laughs> like nobody it. Nobody expects him to actually do it. The Raiders are only 4-4 four and four since Antonio Pierce took over. I get it. But two of the losses were against Kansas City and Miami, but they also beat Kansas City. Yeah. So, you know what I mean? Half their losses are against playoff teams and very, very good teams, teams you don't really want to see in the playoffs. I think he deserves a shot. Why not? I mean, good well, let's be honest. They don't have the best freaking uh, roster in the league. He had oh, to no. clean up this freaking mess that was left behind. I'd say going four and four, is it's actually been pretty good. And and the thing is, now they're really looking good. They throw up a 60 burger, right? And how much you're paying John Gruden still and Josh McDaniels you're not going to have to pay him a whole bunch. It's not like you have some huge, big-name coach coming in. You might save yourself a little money. Not that that really matters. But I, I assume you saw the hardcore rumor last week that there's a chance that Gruden could be rehired. That's not. I don't think you, there's a rat's ass not, chance of it happening. But there are some on the inside that say if Mark Davis had his way, it wouldn't get pressured by Goodell that there's a good chance he would hire Gruden back. I don't think that's happening, my friend. I don't either, but I'm just, it's out there. It's a rumor. The Carolina Panthers are so bad. Not only did they lose to the Jaguars, who we don't really know who the Jaguars are. They're not a good football team. Um, they got shut out 26 to nothing 
Um, that being said, the only player really worth having was uh, Travis Etienne. And I mean, and he had a monster game, 16 carries, 102 yards, but he had two touchdowns um, with that. But I told you a while ago, many, many weeks ago, that I was worried about the the workhorse role that ETN was having. Yeah. Because uh, he was rolling in the beginning of the year. And he's still, I think he's still RB3. I think he but, is. Right. The first eight games, he scored 137 fantasy points. 136.9. First eight games. The last eight games, 78.8. Yeah. Still, I mean, not a terrible running back. What a huge – and that's counting the 20-plus points he just had. And I can say it's all him, though, because the team in general has sucked. They, they eight weeks ago, were tied for, for the number one seed in the, in the AFC, and they have just hit a wall defensively, offensively. Everything has just sucked. And the weird thing is Trevor Lawrence sits, all of a sudden things turn around. I think it's more that they're playing the Panthers than anything – but the, the whole team is just every everybody. If you look at their stats team wide, everything just imploded. They can they're so weird because if they put it together, they're a solid football team. And nobody wants to play them in the playoffs. They might it's, beat you thirty five to three. You might beat them thirty five to three. It's, how many teams do we have like that in the NFL right now? There's a good number that it's just it's Doctor Jekyll, Mister Hyde every week. Yeah, it's insane. I mean, other teams, you know, you know, like say like the Eagles, you know, every week they're going to throw up a lot of points. They're going to give up a lot of points. It's just a matter of who has more, um, you know, the Niners, the Rams, you know, you might have to score 60 to beat them, things like that. But there you're right. The Chiefs, they're another one. You just yes. don't know in any given week that they're going to wake up and cream you or they might only score 10 points and you beat them by 17. Well, you said the Raiders had a 60 burger. That was like the week after they scored zero. Yeah. Oh, they lost yeah. that game. Did they lose or win that game three nothing? They didn't they lose? I think they, they might have. Zero. I'm I'm asked. I, think, I can't. Yeah. It was against they Minnesota, lost right? Three to nothing to the Vikings. Yeah, the Minnesota was the one. I couldn't remember who won it. Regardless, it's a sixty point swing, no matter what. Oh yeah, but I think that's again swing back to him, to the Raiders that, you know, good things are happening. Why? Why? Rock know, the boat yeah. again. Give the guy a chance. Give him one year. Who cares? Say, yeah, one year. Prove to me next year you can do this. I'll give you one year yeah. contract. You have a winning record. Boom, we're going. You, you right. win me games. nine games. Then we're moving on. I like and it. And it's simple. Why like not? It. Why not? You're, you're absolutely right. Give him a year. Give him an offseason to build yep. and give him a year to play. Yeah, let's see what you do in this draft, man. Can you Can you evaluate talent? We'll find out. I, I would yeah, love to see it. I, tough, I'm tired but, of but seeing you... them keep screwing up. Two nut, of course. He's sitting there praying to the Raiders' gods that that they're going to hire him. I mean, rookies are. I feel like are making more of an impact year as the years go on. I mean, think about the the rookie wide receivers we have right now that are big time players. We're talking Puka Nakua, Jaden Reed. I mean, Addison's had a big Hank Dell, Jordan Addison. Right. I mean, even tight ends. Sam Laporta. Quentin Kincaid. Johnson's good at dropping the ball. Oh, my gosh. Um, but rookies can make an impact, man. You have to get yourself a good draft. You're all right. Um, despite the Rams trying in all of their power to give the game to the Giants, 
Uh, Tyrod Taylor refused to take the win with some terrible, terrible throws, man. Like Saquon Barkley wide open for a touchdown he threw, or a two-point conversion, threw it behind him. It was just what a mess. Um, but Kyron Williams is an absolute stud, 87 yards on the ground, but three touchdowns. Yes. Puka Nakua had another 100-yard receiving game. Um. He's I'm assuming yards, I think, from the rookie record from some guy back in the what fifties. Yeah, I'm I'm assuming that all these guys are going to come back next year. Um, Cooper Cup is not who he was, and you know maybe an off season to get healthy will help him out. But I'll be honest, man, I would be a little frightened with the Rams if they can keep this offense together. Stafford comes back. You got Puka. You got Cooper. Tyron, dude, Tyron Williams is the running back four right now in fantasy. He is second in the NFL in rushing yards, and the dudes missed four games. Yeah. Four whole games. Can you imagine if he played those four games? We wouldn't be talking about Christian McCaffrey's MVP. It'd be Maybe. Tyron Williams. McCaffrey's missed time, too, and he is, I think, about 350 yards behind him. It's not really close. Right. right. You're Give right. Him it would be a lot games, closer. Though. It would actually be uh, worth talking about, yeah. Yes. So Insane. I mentioned last week that Potentially the most dangerous team right now, playing-wise, right this day, in the NFC, is the Rams. And this game didn't change my mind because you're playing at the Giants. You've got to travel 3,000 miles. Now, I don't want to hear You know playing away is different. You can you can wave your hand up in the world. You Across know away the games are different. Just ask the Cowboys. Across um, the country. You know, and you found a way to win this close game. Dude, I'm telling you. Again, I say it a lot, but in one of those teams, it seems like just a throwaway that I wouldn't want to play in the first round of the playoffs. You don't want to play anyone in the playoffs, Kevin. I don't. Dude, I think it's so wide open. The only it's... team in the league that I think is almost unbeatable is the Ravens, but as a Ravens fan, I know that's not true. They'll they'll He'll sit everybody next week, then they'll take a week off, then they won't even be back playing until about the third, midway through the third quarter of the of the divisional round, so they'll lose. Where there's the Ravens in the AFC, the Niners still in the NFC. I don't want to play either one of those teams. I, I'd be I willing agree to the play Niners just are the about best everybody. in the NFC, but I don't think there's as big of a, a gap from the Niners to the other teams in the NFC as there is right now from the Ravens to the teams in the AFC. Because the Ravens are now have just beat the number two seed currently. Miami just beat them by 40 points roughly. You just beat the 49ers by about 25. If I had to pick one other team that I wouldn't want to play, I think Cleveland. it's the Browns. <laughs> yeah, I'm already scared. I hate it. Oh, my gosh. Because they're yes. almost definitely going to beat whatever Joker team wins that AFC South, which means unless the 6 or 7 win, it's going to be 1 versus 5 in Baltimore. And I don't, I'm already fretting it. Can you imagine Flacco? rolling into his house with that defense that Browns have. The only other defense that comes – I mean, you guys and them have the two best defenses probably right now. Yeah. The, my thing with hmm. Flacco, though, like uh, the press makes a big deal out of that stuff. There's about six guys left on the team that were still – that were there when Flacco was there. So it's a nice well, story for, for the so press. Long. But it yeah. is cool because you know the crowd's going to root for the guy. I, it's funny – we as Ravens fans, hey, we're just we're done with him when he was with the Ravens, but now that he's doing well for somewhere else, we're, we love the guy. It's it's such a strange uh, conundrum. But I do not want that matchup. I, I 
I really don't. It, it up, It's the one matchup until, that scares me. There's no other team in the NFC yeah. that scares me right now. Up until this Super Bowl, that's how the Eagles fans felt against or uh, about Andy Reid. Mm, true. Yeah, love you. Do your thing. You won Super Bowl. I mean, Eagles fans, me included, we were rooting for Andy Reid in that Super Bowl against, um, I don't even remember who they beat a couple of years ago. The Buccaneers, right? Didn't they beat who, Tom Brady? The Eagles? No, no, no. The, no. Cha- the Chiefs. Chiefs. No, Chiefs. they got... I thought they got they crushed by the Bucs, didn't they? Whenever Kansas City won the Super Bowl, not against the Eagles. That was we were, the 49ers, I believe. Whatever. Yeah, they beat the 49ers, and then Tom Brady smashed them. Go Andy Reid. So but, didn't even a small part of Eagles fans there, didn't a small part of you still even, you lost to them still, eh, at least we lost to Andy Reid. Yeah. No, man. Well, I don't know. Really? I, I Hate the Chiefs, man. How absolutely despise them. It really got me deep, man. It cut me. It's not like they deep. cheated to win or something. They beat you fair and square. I mean, kind of. Not really. Not a single. I told you, not a single Chief changed their cleats during that game. Okay. Eagles were out there ice skating. I mean, and the just, Chiefs could have been different if, if the, the turf god laid the ball on the ground like he was well, bowling, so sure. that that Obviously. the Chiefs could score pick nines. Speaking of the Eagles, they lost to the Cardinals, which I thought was predictable. Apparently, I'm uh, by myself on that, on an island. Julio Jones had a monster game. Two catches. Both of them for touchdowns. You are one oh. of the most ridiculous people I've ever met in my life. Well, you say this at least because once Because you episode. call me Mr. Pessimistic Ravens fan. But you seriously want me to believe that you expected them to lose to the Cardinals at home. I was a uh, I was ninety nine percent sure the Cardinals would at least cover the spread, and I was about sixty percent sure they would win. So, dude, you you are I don't I I'm done with Kevin, you tonight. Give give me an offense that the Philadelphia defense can stop. Smithsburg. Okay, right, right. A high school, <laughs> Maryland, exactly. You didn't name an NFL Hancock. team. That's the problem. Hancock's like 800 kids. That's the problem, man. It's it the is defense. Awful, dude. Uh, the Cardinals dad didn't score 30 points once all season. Not well, they once. have now. They sure have. And you got to think one of the Eagles' touchdowns was a pick six yeah. where the receiver ran the wrong route. Michael Wilson just ran a post. He's supposed to run a, a post corner. And the the only person there were two Eagles players actually waiting for the ball, but no Cardinals, and he took him for a pick six. Otherwise, yeah. the game wouldn't even been that close. No, and that, that right because that's like a fourteen point swing there because that was at the yeah. one yard line. Yeah, it was. I don't know. Like I said, I've been being a dead horse here. I called it about starting about week four or five that something wasn't right. That sooner or later it's going to get ugly. I never in a million years imagined it was going to turn into this. This is straight debacle type stuff at this point. The I, playoffs, I, the playoffs are a waste of time for the Eagles. They, they, they're going to there as a where it sits right now. I think they play whoever wins the NFC South. So they will. They, they probably they some, will. if they win this week and Dallas loses, they'd still be the two seed. But most likely, right. yes, Dallas plays Washington, so they're most likely not going to lose. But honestly, the best matchup they could have is the winner of the NFC South because that's well, yeah. probably the worst oh, yeah. team in the they just have to play on the road, yeah. 
Right. So, right. So you play that game, maybe you win. It's the best chance at a win in the playoffs because there's no way they're making that around two. I, I saw probably like three different plays. AJ Brown, literally microcosm of the season. This should just be the meme of the whole Eagle season. He's just standing out in the field by himself numerous times with his arms up. Like, what, what, what are we doing? What is, what this? Are we doing? is this football? Why am I even bothering running routes? It was, it was weird. And when, when they went up, when they, let me ask you real quick. You're the Eagles guy. Cause I was watching the Ravens game during this flipping back and forth with most of the Ravens. Why did they just capitulate and settle for a field goal when they were driving down the field with two and a half minutes left? The Eagles. Why did they just start just call plays? Like literally, like, okay, we're at the 30 now. We're just gonna stop even trying and we're just gonna kick a field goal. Because we know our defense is so good, they'll be able to stop you. What were they do? What what is the lot? Can you tell me what you think the logic behind that was? There's no more logic, Kevin. We just we know that we are being outcoached. So who knows the Eagles defense better? Than the former defensive coordinator. Can't argue there. Who right. is Cardinals head coach? They he knows the weakness of the defense, which is basically everything right now. But he knows the pass rush isn't going to get there like it did last year when he was in charge. And, it, and obviously, he the knew. Eagles here. Why did the Eagles just on offense just give up and just accept the field goal? No, but what like I'm saying is they try. What I'm saying is they have to know they're being out coached. Well, true, because. Uh, the offensive coordinator and defensive coordinator, obviously you lose them both. It's tough, but they are not what we had last year. It's not Jonathan Gannon out there calling the defensive plays. And it's well, so even very, more than why would Eagles want to push down the field and get a touchdown there instead of just, you know what? We got to the 30. Now let's just not even try. The Eagles are averaging almost four and a half yards a carry as but a team on the season, run. but they choose not to run. Right. That's why I'm saying there's no logic in this play calling offensively or defensively. And defensively, you they don't have um the talent. They don't they don't have the roster to match up against honestly anyone, which is odd because you have these high paid cornerbacks. Now Slay's been hurt. Yeah, but um they're, come they're on. just and past you, their prime. And, and right. Last year I think they were good, but they were benefited a little bit by that amazing pass rush. This year, the pass rush has what thirty-four right. sacks instead of seventy, and now all of a sudden, these Build guys the are being exposed. Yes, that's what I said. I said this last week on the show, and maybe the week before. But hey, have whatever. you seen the lady? Have you seen the thing online? The lady, the Eagles fan in the crowd. The six-word question. Yes, <laughs> I mean it's the truth. Like she's saying the same thing we're all saying that everybody across the country is saying, but that Sirianni somehow is not hearing. Oh, he heard it. He's he's said he hears the questions, he hears the fans, but he turns it off. Why? They're right. He's I... not. I, I was talking okay. to Camler today about all this. He's a Steelers fan on Ravens, so we can talk with the Eagles completely objectively. With you, you pretty much can. You get a little fired up now and then, but you can pretty much talk about the Eagles objectively. But he and I, we definitely can. I never in a million years saw I would say this, because as you know, you were skeptical. I was not. I loved the Sirianni hire. And it worked out great, didn't it? But, I mean, so for far. the most part, 
I mean, they didn't win this year, but he's, they've had a lot of success on him. I never in a million years, two years ago, would have thought I'd ever say this. He has become a victim of his own ego. I never, ever thought that. I thought this dude, this is the man. He happens, got man? it. He knows what he's doing. He is never going to fall in all these traps yet. Here we are. This roster that you, you could argue is the best roster top to bottom in the NFL and lost four or five and you can make the argument they should have lost the fifth one too. Dude, it's it's crazy. You must, I mean, you must be losing as a Eagles fan. You feel my pain as a Ravens fan, like all this talent and just it's just wasted. It's so frustrating. We're gonna run through a couple of these games pretty quickly because I think we can. The Niners beat the Commanders pretty good. Um start all your Niners. CMC has a calf strain, maybe won't play this week. Probably doesn't need to because Elijah Mitchell is just fine. Uh, I got, I don't really have anything else to say about that one. Already redeemed himself, which I was happy to see. Yeah, but we knew it was going to happen. We did. The, Ch- the Chicago Bears oh, yeah, we beat got up to talk here, buddy. Falcons. Sorry, have to. Pretty bad. I don't know how much we need to talk. Dude, um, last week the show was only 55 minutes, so we've got a little leeway this week. The Bears can run the football, be it okay. with. Justin Fields, Khalil Herbert, whoever you want to give the ball to, they can run it. Um, DJ Moore, he, I feel like you keep looking at these games and these box scores, and you're like, oh my gosh, DJ Moore's so good. And he is. He has six games as a top 12 fantasy wide receiver this year. That's awesome. He has six games as wide receiver 40 or worse as well. This dude is an absolute roller coaster. Now, granted, as far as real football goes, man, good for you, Chicago, getting and thrown in that deal. Um, when you trade ravaged the Carolina Panthers, the term nice. <laughs> um, way to organically but, throw that in there. Well done, but, but well yeah. done. Uh, Good for you guys, because he is your wide receiver one, and he's fantastic. And I'll tell you what, if you could pair him with Marvin Harrison Jr., buddy, you might have something cooking So over we there. talked before the show. We said we'd no, talk about I it. Know. I am now fully convinced they would be stupid. I did something I never do. I watched some college tape before the NFL season was over. Caleb Williams, Williams is going to be a good, solid player, might even be an all-pro. But I would not get rid of fields to take him. I would trade that pick, get find my – Absolutely sure I can get Marvin Harrison Jr. and then trade Ravage, another team, and build from there. Because I think Justin Fields finally gets it, and they could really build. And I'm it's crazy to say this. I think Detroit will be the team to beat there for the next four to five years. But Chicago could be the team to really challenge them. Uh, which would be great. Some defensive that. players. They really do. I know that. But, dude. Chicago, please do not destroy the franchise. Please do not start over for a guy that I don't know is ever going to be any better than Justin Fields. I do not disagree. I struggle. And we'll see. We'll see. Look, if your Ravens go and win a Super Bowl with Lamar Jackson, a quote, run first quarterback, which he's not really, but he does Quote, run a lot. Right, right. That's his str- probably – I mean, that's his biggest strength. 
right? Because even when he's not, even when he's throwing, defenses are worried about him running. True. As soon as someone like him wins a Super Bowl, then I'll be a little more convinced that someone like Justin Fields in the same mold uh, could do it. Uh, and well, yeah, you know, Jalen Hurts, he's he can run, but he is a pocket passer. He is looking to throw. Um, he has far less design runs now, which maybe is a problem for them to win games. I agree. But, but I, I mean, have we ever seen a quarterback like Lamar Jackson or Michael Vick or Justin Fields win a Super Bowl yet? Not yet, but there's not more and more happen. every year. It's, it's, I know. it's bound I know. to happen. And to, I know. My whole thing is just the whole thing of setting the thing back. It's finally starting to work. How in the hell did you go seven and nine with this roster? And, and, and to want to start over again? But it technically it's not starting over because you're going to have to pay fields. I and then, he's and then that money's time. he's been good. The money's going to go away from other places. Yeah, but, but a number one pick's going to go crazy too. I, I just I'm just saying. I, I don't, don't think Kayla you. Williams is the answer. I just don't. Okay, I, I have not watched film. Get for that pick could could exceed what Kayla Williams could could bring them tenfold. Okay, I mean, look, they certainly got a haul last year. Why not trade the number one pick again? Yeah, and the two and three are Washington and New England. Both die hard looking for a quarterback. For sure. We're most likely both going to have new head coaches, bring them both in at the same time, let them build. Would probably give God knows what to Chicago for that number one pick. You got to be careful it's New England, though, because then you're probably not going to get uh, – Harrison, because he's probably going to go two. Though I've seen some things now having him go third. Well, they don't have a quarterback. Mac Jones, Bailey Zappi's not your guy. They don't even know who the quarterback is oh, right God. now. Zappi had three picks this week. He is so awful. Yeah. All right. Uh, Tampa Bay did not show up against the Saints, and they lost it. Nobody wants to win the NFC South. It's kind of funny, honestly, to watch these games play out. Um, I don't have a lot to say about that one. It's not really consequential or anything. It's not, except that if Tampa Bay wins, they win the South. If they lose, right. the winner of the Saints-Falcons automatically wins the South. And as it stands right now, I don't think the Bucs are going to do it because they don't want it. Like, nobody wants this division. Yeah, they play the Panthers, so it's tough to lose to them. It is. <laughs> You're right. It yeah. certainly is. Uh, your Ravens dismantled the Miami oh. Dolphins. I know that you know Jalen Waddle was hurt, didn't play. I don't. I know Raheem Mostert didn't play. Yeah, I'm not sure it would have mattered a whole lot. Kyle Hamilton didn't play either. Right. So uh, listen, this defense is humming. The offense is humming. You are getting hot at just the right time. However, as you mentioned, these two bye weeks might kill you. I don't like it. You're hot. You got to keep rolling, man. Hey, he's got. He already counted and said he doesn't know if L. Jackson will I know. play at all. He says, well, no. the circumstances are different now. Well, no, they're not. Taking three weeks off, it's been proven time and time again in the NFL. It is awful, 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 awful. But he's going to do it again because, again, Harbaugh's ego. He'll do it his way so that they can lose in the second round to the Browns. Uh, Houston beat the Tennessee Titans 26-3 to with only one offensive touchdown. 
Uh, they got a defensive touchdown and a bunch of field goals. But uh, welcome back, C.J. Stroud. I really need Houston to win this week. I really need them in the playoffs, Kevin. Um, Really, really pulling for these guys. The, the only way they're winning is what? If Indy wins, they've got it. If Indy loses, the winner of the Houston and somebody else. Who does Houston play? They should be able to snag a wild card with a win because right now it's the the Jags and the Colts are all three teams. The Jags, the Colts, and the Texans. That's are all it. Nine that's it. Them. It's the Jags win. They win the division. If they lose, whoever wins the Colts Texans game wins the division because they're all all tied. Let's get a wild card. Can we get a wild card? Can we sneak one of those in there? I mean, they're just going to get slaughtered, but it'd still be cool. Oh yeah, no, yeah. Listen, I don't think the I don't think that they're going to make a push for a. Uh, you know, the Super Bowl or anything, but right. I'd love to see the Texans in there. Um, but who would have yeah. thought at this point in the season they'd have three teams still viable for the playoffs? I know. Such a terrible division. It is, but maybe they're not, obviously. Well, they're mediocre. Right. Would they're, yeah, they're not stellar, but they're, they compete. They got three teams with winning records, right? Yeah. Steelers go out in the Seattle, beat the Seahawks. I don't know who the Seahawks are. I know this they, was a surprise to me. I really didn't they, think the Seahawks would lose this with what they had they, on the line. Hey, they almost beat Dallas in Dallas. Then they beat Philly at home. And then I think they're going to beat Pittsburgh at home. But no, it didn't happen. Didn't Somehow show Pittsburgh comes in and they run the ball all over them. They had basically 200 yards rushing between Najee Harris and, and Jalen Warren. Yeah. Uh, and George Pickens had another big game, but you never know when they're coming. Yeah, but so he's dreaming with Mason Rudolph. Maybe that's the key. Mason Rudolph it? says, you know what? I'm going to throw to the best player on the field. Maybe that would make sense. Not everyone knows how to do that, Kevin. It's bizarre, isn't it? It is. It's truly oh. bizarre. The Jared Stidham-led Denver Broncos beat the Easton Stick-led yeah, they beat a they LA beat a division Chargers. three football team. Oh my gosh! Can you good grief? Imagine the being at that. Can you imagine paying oh. hundreds of dollars to go to this game. Oh my gosh! To see a bunch of third string players out there slaying it for sixteen to nine. Especially if you're a Chargers fan and you're like, "Look, it's it's August. I I got tickets here. You know, I'm going to buy it. I'm going to splurge." I want to see Russell Wilson go against yeah. Justin Herbert. Yeah, for, for might, maybe might a playoff card. Yeah. This is what you're, this yeah, is what you're offered. Dude, I would cancel my plane ticket, man. I mean, games like this have to keep Roger Goodell up at night, thinking, like, what, what do I have to do to protect these quarterbacks better? What do I have oh. to do to get better contracts? Because this is awful. Awful. The Kansas City Chiefs almost lost another one. They did everything they could to get beat by the Jake Browning-led Bengals. And I got a question from uh, well, I got a question from someone. They texted me and they said, um, what's going on with Jake Browning next year? Is he gonna is someone gonna pick him up? Is he gonna play for someone? Dude, it's so funny you say that because you know what I'll tell I watched this whole game. You know what I was telling myself the whole time and I was gonna bring up on the show? Jimmy Garoppolo Jr. Dude, that's him. They're gonna think? hold on to him, hold on to him until they finally get the perfect deal to get rid of him. And Go from there. Good for the Bengals. Bad for the team. That's a great problem to have, right? The best backup quarterback in the league. Is he, though? I mean, 19 for 33, 197, a touchdown. 
It wasn't great. It was 20.7 points. He's been doing great. Uh, they've been mostly winning games. Uh, yeah, Patrick Mahomes did his thing, 11 points. Yeah, that's that unfortunately has become his thing, hasn't it? Three catches for 16 yards for Travis Kelsey. I don't know what we're doing here. But look, yeah, Rasheed Rice, another drops. one of those rookie he running two, backs. Man. One, or, he had one drop. The target he missed was a straight-up drop. Um, he only had four targets the whole game. Teams are really now they, – they're believing the pipe. Maybe they're listening to us. Car, guard Travis Kelsey because nobody else can run a route, and even if they can, they can't catch. So they didn't, they didn't know this for the last five Apparently years? Apparently not. But the thing was, in the other years – Tyreek, last year you at least had Juju, a, a second guy who could catch. Now that Rice is finally doing, I think Rice's problem is he seems confused to Casey out on the field, but at least he can catch. This still, yeah, this was not an inspiring game uh, for the Chiefs. That no. said, they're locked into the three seed. They'll sit most of their guys this week. Uh, it hurt. And they got a Unlike lot of the things Ravens. to figure out. They Unlike got a the lot Ravens of things to figure out. And our boy's going to have to play his first ever road uh, playoff game. Well, good for him. Well, actually, at first he won't. Well, his second one will if they win. If they win. If they win. Um, Before we move on to the last game, one thing I forgot to mention uh, in the Seattle game, our boy DK Metcalf, we get like 13-something points, He, which adds to his – he now has nine games where he scored between 10 and 14 fantasy points. Yeah, 13 It's insane. Big games didn't score. His consistency of being just above mediocre is impressive. Now, the Green Bay Packers. Jordan Love is the QB five. It's crazy right now. QB five in fantasy. They put up thirty three points uh, to Minnesota's ten this week. Minnesota did absolutely nothing. Let me ask you, where does Jordan Love get I, drafted in fantasy draft I next year? He's only had two games all year where he didn't get to double digits. So even his bad games get you 11, 12, 13. His good games, he hasn't even gotten to 30 once all year. He did 29-7. This week was his highest. So he's got a really high floor and a fairly low ceiling for a top-notch quarterback. And it's his quarterbacks go low. I could still see him being like the 10th, 11th, 12th quarterback taken. He only has four games under 16. That's what I'm saying. One of the you you could make the argument he has the highest floor in the league next to Jalen Hurts, but is a lower insane. ceiling than half the quarterbacks in the league. <laughs> it's unreal, man. Unreal. So, but if you want to stay, if you've got this star-studded lineup and all you need is a quarterback you know is going to average twenty points a week, this is the guy you get in the ninth round. Or is he going to go before? That's my question. I don't People think I jump still think he'd probably go 10, 11, 12. And, and if that's the case, you're talking ninth round in a regular 12 team league because people aren't doubling up on quarterbacks early. They're they're trying to you're find that star, right. that, that diamond in the rough wide receiver running back. So you probably wait right. till the ninth round to draft this guy that's probably going to get you roughly 20 points a week, never below 12, never above 29. <laughs> It's insane, man. It's so it's wild. So weird for him. Love and you know, and he's quietly done this. There's not a single Very person quietly. on earth that th outside of Green Bay that thinks this guy is the second coming of Aaron Rodgers. Nobody. Thinks. I don't. That's why I think it is because he's still being compared to him. I'm looking at his numbers and I don't like him. 
How, how much not? Look at I, this. I know. I know. 30 I know. touchdowns, <laughs> only 11 picks. I'm open the offseason. Touchdowns. I know. When I really just stare at the stats and I forget about the name on the jersey, I'm hoping it changes my mind. Because yeah, 248 yards rushing. I mean, he's worth he's worth an eighth, ninth round fantasy pick, man. Yeah, he's worth probably some just barely higher, but like, that's right. just not going to happen right. unless you're a homer. All right, you ready for your uh, for our starts of the week? I don't even have any. I chose not to pick any because most people don't play week 18. And I refuse to give my people four once and done this week, although I already gave up Stefan Diggs. I uh I don't have any either. Did you even notice that like we use the fantasy.nfl.com for our fantasy points again? I think that's what you use, right? I do it. I like the last four weeks. Yeah, they just right, that's what I do. That's why I use that one. But they stop. They just stop after week 17. It doesn't even go on anymore because they like us realize if you're playing in week 18, get out of that league. Unless it's a once-and-done format where Week 18 right. drastically factors into everything. But I'm That's, hoping for a big Bills game. It's my only shot to even break out a, break out a third-place finish. All right, sir. Well, let's scoot out of here, man, unless you got anything else to do. i got things to do, but nothing really necessarily on here. Awesome. Let's check us out. Uh, Facebook, YouTube, Spotify, Get Your Bill on Football Podcast. He's Kevin. I'm Bobby. Thank you all for listening. We'll see you in a week. Happy New Year. See you, people.